Hello, and welcome to Thrive, a podcast that gives you strategies and inspiration to help you live your best life. Learn from us, two cancer survivors, as we show you how we don't just survive, but thrive. Hi, I'm Dara Kurtz, creator of CrazyPerfectLife.com, a place to go to help you find meaning each day, and author of the book, Crush Cancer, the book I needed when I heard those terrifying words, you have cancer, available on Amazon. Hi, I'm Garth Callahan. I am a seven-ton cancer thriver. But more importantly, I am also the original napkin notes dad. I've been writing notes to my daughter, Emma, and sticking them into her lunch ever since kindergarten. This episode of the Thrive Podcast is sponsored by, of course, the Tea Spot, an artisan producer of handcrafted whole leaf teas and houseware tools that make your daily tea practice easy and fun. You can get 15% off of all purchases by going to theteaspot.com and using coupon code THRIVE. 10% of all sales go to cancer survivors and wellness programs. We are so excited to introduce you to Maria Uspensky, founder and CEO of The Tea Spot and author of Cancer Hates Tea. Maria, welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you so much. It's a real honor and a pleasure to be with the two of you on this podcast. Your work is absolutely beautiful, and I would love for you to just start by sharing your story with our listeners, because you have such a beautiful story, and if you don't mind just kind of telling us a little bit about yourself, that would be amazing. No, absolutely, and when I talk about myself anymore, it really is very much linked and kind of in concert with the tea spot. In fact, I was imagining myself an opportunity that I wasn't interested in came up a couple of weeks ago that would have entailed my leaving the position at the tea spot. And I just thought, no, I mean, this this really has become me. I've been doing this now for 14 years. And the reason for which I started the company and the whole premise on which it's based is so vital to my identity at this point and to it is my only goal in life. So really what we are here to do is to change people's habits so that they get to kind of a healthier lifestyle. And we do that through tea. I learned a lot about the health benefits of tea as I was recovering from ovarian cancer. And it was something which just kept popping up in the research. I was, you know, of course, like all of us who go through this, you become an expert and a real protagonist for your own health and for the choices that you need to make and all these various options that are presented your way. And so in a very narrow area, you become a real expert on this disease. And tea just kept coming up again and again and again as something that could minimize chances of recurrence and not only, of course, of cancer, but a lot of other diseases. And then as we've heard in a lot of the tea marketing over the last couple of decades, it also helps with anti-aging, you know, with improving your oral health, you name it, your digestive health, drinking it at the right time can help you focus, that can also help you sleep better. So all of these health benefits that are wrapped up in the magic of the tea leaf are something that I became first very interested in as this kind of anti-cancer mechanism. When I finally got through my disease, I literally just kind of, I'd been an entrepreneur before. I'd had a company that I'd sold prior. And when I got my no evidence of disease prognosis, 
I literally about a month later, like woke up one morning and thought, oh my goodness, how did this happen? I just, you know, I'm starting a new company. Like I really didn't have the intention of starting a new company, but it was a non-negotiable for me to have tea in my everyday life. And I had two daughters that were in middle school and starting high school. And I knew that it was going to be something that became continued to be a part of our time together and our every afternoon. And I just wanted to make this available to everyone that I could touch, just to make them aware, to bring that education. And then ultimately, of course, the kind of products that were healthy tea and the tools that made it easy to steep that whole leaf tea. Because the other thing that you learn as you study tea is that there's a very big difference between the kind of extracts or tea leaf bits that you can get in a lot of ready-to-drink tea beverages versus steeping a fresh cup of whole leaf tea. It's just day and night up to, you know, 10 or even 100 times greater health benefits if you steep it fresh. I don't think people realize that at all. I, I think know. None yeah. of us do. You have so much knowledge on this. And I feel like I'm just so excited to talk to you about this because, I mean, I've been such a big tea drinker for a long time. But interestingly enough, about a year before I got diagnosed, for whatever reason, I completely stopped drinking tea. And I had before then, oh. I used to drink like tons of green tea, like many, many cups in a day. And then for whatever reason, I just kind of stopped drinking tea completely. And I really started drinking soy lattes. Not a fan of that at all anymore. But is it coincidental? Who knows? But I think that's so interesting. Yeah, Why do you think you stopped drinking the tea? Do you have any idea? Was it well, I that actually, you were more yeah. stressed or what was going on? No, I actually do know. I had gone to see this natural doctor. I don't even remember his exact title, but basically he said something like, I think you're allergic to green tea. I think you're drinking too much tea. Stop oh. drinking tea. Which I obviously am not allergic to tea because right now you're back I, on it. I mean, I think I've been drinking an average of like eight cups of tea for like the last five years. And, you know, I feel great. Anyway, who knows? That's so interesting. Yes, it people yeah. sometimes that come into different naturopaths are told that tea is a problem because of the tannins in tea. And I don't know why that is that people immediately hone in on the tea to decide that there's something that's wrong with their, you know, digestion or I don't know what it was mm -hmm. in your case that... Uh, the people hone in on tea. But in any case, I did start this company that was a tea company. And from the beginning, it's been a for-profit philanthropic company. So this 10% of all of our proceeds that we donate in kind for cancer and community wellness is an integral part of the company. And now the company's been in existence this coming summer will be our 15th anniversary. Mm, congratulations. So it's an thank you. That no, it really is an exciting time. And, you know, as things get a kind of progress and move in a forward direction, it's always even more complicated. It's not as though it gets easier as things advance and get bigger and sure. from an outside perspective, people would think better. It always gets harder yeah. <laughs> and yeah. there's always change. And if we were, there are some businesses where you have kind of a limited number of clients that you could entertain. Let's say you're a single practitioner, either in medicine or in law. There are only so many clients you can see in a day. But as we build our business, that's both a wholesale business and an online retail business, we do touch more and more customers. Our community grows every year. And that, of course, presents every year a whole new set of opportunities and challenges. But 
we embrace those. And I can't believe that we're just in the beginning of 2019 and it already feels as though we've been charging down a new path and developing wonderful plans and now are definitely looking forward to this year with great abandon, I should say, great optimism. Well, I know in the book that you wrote, which is called Cancer Hates Tea, and I read your book and it's beautiful. I know that you talk a lot about the benefits of drinking tea and you specifically have identified a certain number of cups per day. So can you share that with our audience and tell us a little bit about why you feel like there's a certain number of cups of tea we should have every day? Absolutely. So the number is really rooted in a lot of research. If you look at the population studies that have been done, medical studies that take a look at numbers of servings per day and versus benefit that people get from reduced incidence of disease, that clip level is between five and six servings. And those servings are generally in countries that are consuming not as huge a servings as we do. So they're like six to eight ounce servings. So anywhere between 32 and 42 ounces of tea, which for us, you know, we consider five cups of tea a day. So my big hashtag, my big mantra is five cups a day. Again, as we look at, you know, American kind of sizes, that's really three kind of 16 ounce servings, or I'll do a 16 ounce serving of green tea in the morning, then I'll do a 16 ounce serving of black tea mid morning when I need to kind of punch up a little bit from a slump potentially. And then in the afternoon, I'll have either an oolong tea or a white tea or another green tea, just something to kind of treat myself again for that mid afternoon, that last energy boost that I need. Well, right about now as we're speaking. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't really know, like, does it matter if you're saying, okay, I'm going to have five cups of tea a day. Does it matter if there's a specific kind of tea that makes up that five cups or? No, that's a brilliant question too. Yeah. I kind of subscribe to the same thing that we say with foods, all colors of the rainbow. So as we look at different types of teas, and by that, I mean real tea, not an herbal tea like peppermint or hibiscus, but anything that is either a green, white, black, oolong tea, anything that's real tea, all comes from the same leaf, from the same plant. And that is the Camellia sinensis. It's actually a relative of the Camellia plant. And it is a plant that is endowed with a tremendous concentration of natural antioxidants and even some amino acids and compounds that aren't present in any other kind of vegetables or plants. So tea has all these great medicinal benefits, but the way that it's processed that will make it either a white or green or black tea changes the chemical, the final chemical composition of what infuses into your cup. And so even though all servings of real whole leaf tea will yield approximately 240 milligrams of polyphenol antioxidants in your cup, the mix of those polyphenol antioxidants, and there's over a dozen of them, is different, whether that tea is a green tea or a black tea. And so what's of interest to our kind of group are the cancer-fighting kind of catechins, are a type of subset of antioxidants, are more prevalent in the green and white teas. But they are also present in oolong teas and in some lesser extent in black teas. I don't like to tell people, look, you really should be drinking green tea because... Oftentimes, if people start with green tea, 
they'll taste it. Either it will be kind of a low quality green tea or they'll steep it in such a way that it's not really palatable. And they'll be drinking this like medicine and they'll maybe get through like a shot glass full, right? Or an espresso cup full and they're over it. They're done with it. They have a stomach ache. I mean, that's how I was with green tea in the beginning. I wasn't sourcing really good quality tea. And I also didn't know what I was doing when I was steeping it up. And, but I did drink it like medicine because to me, you know, it was part of that holy grail that was going to help me maintain my wellness. But honestly, if you start with a mug of black tea, and then usually after we do have some food in our stomach, it's a little bit easier to drink other things in the afternoon. The one thing to keep in mind is that the polyphenol antioxidants in tea are most bioavailable to your body if you consume it on an empty stomach. So if you look at kind of tea habits in Asia, they're not sitting there, and that's where a lot of the health studies show their promise. They're not sitting there drinking their tea with a meal. They'll have it on an empty stomach. They'll have it either before the meal or kind of, again, mid-morning, mid-afternoon, not with a meal. And so I do love to start my day. And now it took me 10 years, but I did ultimately get very used to. And and now, you know, I wake up and I can't wait to have my first cup of green tea. So now my body is so accustomed to it. It's what I crave in the morning. But if that's a challenge to someone, then by all means, drink. You know, there are so many different types of teas out there. There's probably something that will work well with your system first thing in the morning. Go for that one. And another tea that is actually really easy and good for digestion and actually is great at helping get things moving in the morning is puer tea, which is kind of at the opposite end of the spectrum from green, but it's an aged and fermented black tea. It's super smooth. Uh, The first time you taste it, you might think it tastes like the forest floor or (laughs) the hundredth time you taste it, but it has kind of very, very different characteristics on your digestive system. And that's usually when people complain about a challenge with drinking green tea, it has to do with that. Mm. So when we talk about trying to get five cups of tea in a day, if we have peppermint tea, for example, and that's mostly peppermint leaves or ginger tea or turmeric tea, is that considered, can that be one of the five or does it need to be from the leaves? Like, Not really. That's yeah. yeah. That's going to need okay. to be a bonus serving. So okay. that's one that you'll have to count extra. Another okay. super easy way to get those five servings a day in. So again, if we're just going for 32 ounces, the easiest way to kind of get that tea into your day without turning your lifestyle upside down is take a mason jar at night. Put some cool filtered water in there, a 32-ounce one, obviously. Put some green or white tea leaves in there, like a good tablespoon. And that's, again, so the 8-ounce serving is generally made with 2 grams of tea leaves. So if you put a tablespoon in, that's generally more than, that's that's about 10 to 12 grams. So that's a good 5 servings. Just put the lid on that mason jar. And then in the morning, you can either refrigerate it or you can just keep it room temperature, depending on how you like your tea. Put it in your water bottle for the day and just sip it. And that's the other good thing about having tea throughout the day is replenishing that stock of antioxidants into your body. But just cold brew up a big you know, jar of 32 ounces and literally it's like drinking enhanced water. I, I love just I love that idea because so many people are, at least in the United States, they're used to their automatic coffee maker. 
Mm. Right? So they wake up in the morning and the coffee's Absolutely. already brewed. Yeah. And I'll be honest, Dara really switched me on to tea a while ago. And I was, I was already moving there because I had a very long-term daily chemo treatment program. And my taste buds, the bitterness in coffee, just, it didn't work anymore. But I still mm-hmm. really wanted a nice beverage when I woke up in the morning. And I'll tell you, I know we're so impatient nowadays, but that three minutes to get the water hot and then another three minutes for the tea to steep, six minutes is impossible for me to wait. <laughs> <clears throat> Obviously, I was in the same type of person who's like looking at the microwave, wondering why my food isn't heating up quicker. Right. Uh, <laughs> but but starting this process the night before, it also is a very mindful process. It is pushing, Bingo. Right, Amen pu- to that. Right. It's pushing yeah. you into the, hey, I'm thinking about what I need to do for tomorrow. It's the end of my day. It really gets you and puts you into a purposeful mindset. And that process in and of itself can, as you and I know, can be almost as beneficial as what you're getting from drinking that cup of tea. Wouldn't you agree? Frankly, for people who might have difficulty falling asleep, right, that is triggering in your brain. Hey, it's the end of the day. Yeah. And I'm, you need to start winding down and getting ready. And, you know, what is your nighttime routine at that point? I have to admit, my introduction to tea, you know, Dara was asking these questions. Well, what about peppermint tea and and ginger tea and whatnot? I grew up in the north, in northern New York. And my introduction to tea, I'm almost embarrassed to say this, and it's okay, laugh along. I can't wait to hear. <laughs> Country time powdered tea. Mm. <laughs> okay. Right? Because that's, that it's, was... It's is so the... surprising that they're even allowed to call it tea. It's like 90% <laughs> sugar probably, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's why uh, you like it. Yeah. And... I know. And that's, you see, and that's just so... Not to isolate any brand in this whole conversation, but that is what is so, I feel, dangerous about, you know, the marketing of tea is there are a lot of things out there that young girls or young men will take a look at and say, oh, I'm going to drink this quote unquote tea. It's good for me. Well, it it really isn't tea. (laughs) Well, and, and the same thing, even when I started drinking tea. I was buying tea locally from a big national chain and I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, tea is good for me. I'm going to do this. It wasn't until my wife asked the question, does this have artificial colors in it? Right. And Mm -hmm. I would have never imagined that tea, you know, something in that tin would be fake. No. So if we're trying to drink eight cups of water in a day... And we drink five cups of tea. Are those five cups of tea considered part of the eight cups of water? Well, and that's actually a very good question as well. And yes, okay, absolutely. So this is what is something that I only learned probably three years ago. These are new studies that came out in about 2015. Tea is actually slightly super hydrating. And that is to say that your five servings of tea are slightly more hydrating than an equivalent volume of water. Hmm, Interesting. I know. So interesting, right? Because we've all grown up thinking tea is caffeinated. It's dehydrating. Well, not true. You actually need something that's very, very caffeinated, has far more caffeine per volume 
to be dehydrating in order to be a dehydrating beverage. And so green tea, again, it's so slight that it really isn't, it's not as though you can drink your tea and say, oh, I'm getting, you know, twice the hydration of water. It's literally like just a few percent. But the interesting point about it is that tea is absolutely not dehydrating. So even though it may feel a little dry in your mouth, that dryness that you're feeling in your mouth is actually uh, caused by kind of the catechin antioxidants working on your tongue. They actually, it's almost like a little sandpapery kind of effect. And those are a lot of the compounds that are good for you in that tea. So we can't talk to you without discussing matcha. No. And I am so excited for you to hear, I'm so excited to hear you explain matcha because I think a lot of people listening to us probably don't know what that is. And how you personally incorporate drinking matcha in your day. Because, I mean, you really are, I consider you to be one of the experts on drinking tea in the world, really. And all of the research that you've done, everything that you tell us, I just feel like we should all really be listening with both ears and we can really trust what you say, which is so important. And so I'm so excited to hear your thoughts on drinking matcha and really how you do it on a daily basis. No, thank you so much. And I appreciate that because at the tea spot, that's we try to be uber responsible with respect to any information that we communicate either through our website or directly to our customers on social media. We really do our homework and always present kind of the latest and newest things that we've learned. So that means an awful lot to me, Dara. Well, matcha is essentially taking tea and taking it to kind of the superpower level. It is powdered green tea and generally a very high quality green tea, which is powdered down, which you then dissolve in water. And at that point, you're not just infusing leaves, you're actually consuming the whole leaf. So when all is said and done, an equivalent serving of matcha versus infusion of green tea leaves yields about between two and three times as many catechin polyphenols. And... I now drink my matcha in, you know, that slow poke, as Garth described it, ceremonial kind of therapeutic Mm -hmm. way, largely because a colleague and I made a wonderful trip to Japan this fall, and we got ourselves some amazing matcha, which we're now launching at the tea spot. Mm -hmm. It is just the highest grade matcha available, and it is the sweetest thing you can drink. So I do take the time to take a matcha bowl and a whisk and get the water to just the right temperature and froth it up. And then generally I'll split it with a colleague. I'll just make an amazing bowl of matcha and then we'll pour it into some little cups. But when, you know, you're a busy mom or just, you know, poke dancing around and want to get that green tea uh, polyphenol fix in the morning, a very easy way to do that is to do it either as a, again, either just a bowl of matcha in the morning, if you're used to it and can tolerate it, or as a vegan latte. So I love matcha in like hot coconut milk or almond milk. And another thing is you can add it to a smoothie. And in Cancer Hates Tea, I have probably a dozen different recipes that will give you a kind of valid therapeutic dose of matcha 
in different kind of snacks. You can put it into your yogurt. We've got recipes where we put it into some wonderful pestos. You can make like morning, what do you call them, like matcha bowls that are with different fruits and cereals, etc. You can do it in an overnight oatmeal. You can make desserts. We have some raw balls that are actually with matcha. And so it's very easy to incorporate that, again, not as a beverage, but as part of your daily eating routine. Your favorite way to have matcha is to do actually the ceremony. And do you yes. do, do you do yeah. that honestly every day? Not every day. I don't do that honestly every day. I do that probably twice a week. So I'll do that once on the weekend mm-hmm. when I'm have time. And then generally once a week at the office, I love the whole taking the time with the little, mm-hmm. you know, I got some beautiful bowls that I love in Japan and taking the time to whisk and I'm, proud of my whisking technique. And it's just, it's when you have super tasty matcha, you generally don't want to then go back to eating it in a pesto or a pasta sauce. So I think it's all a question of, and you know, things change. I mean, every year, like a year ago, I wasn't drinking pure matcha like this. 10 years ago, I was. Your tastes change. And as Garth pointed out with chemotherapy, I had to Every time you do some different treatments, your taste buds change. And of course, because I'm in the beverage business, it's a real imposition when my taste buds aren't (laughs) where I want them to be, right? So I think just, you know, through aging and seasons and other things that you're actually eating during the day, your tastes will change. And you just, you need to embrace that and you need to roll with it. And whatever tastes best to you is probably the way to go ahead and prepare Mm -hmm. those healthy foods, be that beverages or foods or whatever. Uh, I think variety is is really important. And that's something that we've gotten away from in this country as well, because of all the processed foods and kind of the unification of you can walk into a store on the East Coast and the Midwest or on the West Coast and know exactly where to find the milk and the spinach. But it's really good for us to change up how we're eating and preparing our meals with the seasons. So I just want everyone to kind of, I think matcha is something that is becoming more popular, but not all matcha is created equally. So if you're at the store and you see matcha ice cream, for example, just be really careful that you're not buying something that's got like 1% matcha in it and the rest is just sugar and fat. So just be really careful about that because I feel like I'm seeing matcha in more and more processed foods and because I think it's something that is healthy. And so there's a marketing thing going on there. So just such a good point. Yes. There's a lot of, you know, greenwashing, different kind of greenwashing than what we're used to, but the whole green tea marketing has really gotten out of control. And you're absolutely right that matcha is kind of the big darling there. And in fact, to the point where there was a time when a lot of people felt that matcha had thousands of times the antioxidant content of tea and how that rumor spread is Mm. is just kind of astounding but if it did have thousands of times the antioxidants of green tea then a single serving of matcha would kill you i mean it it doesn't matter (laughs) that it's good stuff that's just off the charts too much so yes i think that's a really important thing to point out and with respect to tea it really is quite simple It's just, it's a natural leaf that you're either turning into a powder or infusing in water. And I think that 
if we just learn about some basics about what is valid and what isn't with respect to what we can expect from tea, then that makes us far better educated consumers when we go into those grocery and convenience stores and see all these quote unquote green tea products. Tell us a little bit about some of the new products that you have coming out. Oh, this year is is exciting. Yeah, no, this year is a lot of fun. So we are coming out with some new steepwear products. First of all, some new updated colors of steepwear products. But in addition, I'm working on a teapot that we're going to be calling the fire and ice teapot. So much like our insulated tumblers, which will keep your cold drinks cold for 12 hours and hot ones hot for six. Which I love. That is the best tumbler ever. They're convenient. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, I use mine. I really do use my tumbler morning, day, and night. At night, I just have water in it next Mm -hmm. to my bed. And because it's leak-proof and easy to, you know, use kind of lock and unlock with one hand. It's a good thing to have when you're half asleep and need to get a swig (laughs) of water. But this will be a nice teapot that can do either, again, cold teas, either cold brewed teas or teas that you'll then ice and keep cold or hot teas that you want to keep either in a restaurant or through a meeting at work or just, you know, keep hot for yourself at home. And then the other products that we're working on, we are now uh, getting through our old ceramic teapot style and I'm coming out with a new teapot just an everyday teapot we're going to call it a 16 ounce one which is just very high quality very easy to use and stackable there's nothing technologically astounding about this except that it is stackable and easy to use and at a very good price point and then I also hope to come out with a Japanese style teapot again inspired by this trip to Japan this past fall we got very into side handled teapot maybe because I'm always kind of drinking and making tea while I'm working I like things that you can handle easily with one hand And side-handled teapots are easy to grab the handle and keep your finger on the lid and just, you know, like I could be making tea with one hand while I'm speaking with you on the phone now. We may have that this year. That may not be until 2020. And then on the tea side, we've got some super great developments. And I've now got a colleague who is far more talented at coming up with new tea blends than I am. And he's already developed a super cool, uh, it's a white tea-based iced tea that we're going to call Lemon Bar Bliss. It's Mm. just very delicious. It's a very cool iced tea. And then he's also going to be working on an adaptogenic herbal chai. Mm. So that one, again, won't have any real tea in it per se, but it will have a lot of very beneficial herbs that are important to women of my age and others. So, mm. you know, it's something that we've been wanting to develop for a long time in our work. Mm, that sounds so interesting. I can't wait to see where that goes. Well, thank you. Yeah. So when you heard the words, you have cancer, and I think you said it was like 15 years ago, did you ever think that you would be the CEO and founder of this amazing company and doing all of these great things? No. Even though I, well, first of all, even though it never really occurred to me that I would not survive it, I don't think I was looking at my life 15 years ahead. It truly was just kind of day to day, week to week, month to month. So I didn't have much of a long term vision. But yes, I mean, you know, it's it's almost laughable given the fact that I really came out of the tech world and I'm a mechanical engineer by background. 
I am so lucky to be working in something as kind of beneficial and I think spiritually valuable as tea and as an industry it's a great industry I mean all of our competitors are colleagues of ours and Mm -hmm. people that we care about and work with it's a really special thing and and it attracts wonderful customers and incredible employees so yeah no I mean I count my lucky blessings every day but this being in the tea space is uh, definitely a, a, a pretty off the wall and, and super special one. So my last question to you is, what is your favorite tea? Like if you could just pick one flavor, what is your favorite tea? I'm so fickle. It's usually <laughs> the last one I've had, right? Or the next one <sighs> I have. But I think I, so one time I was asked this question and I thought, okay, you're being sent off on an island and you've only got one bag and you can only take one tea. <laughs> and when I had to look at it that way, I picked that Pu'er aged and fermented dark tea. Okay. I'm going to definitely try that. Oh, yeah, we definitely have to try that. Okay. So Dara, yeah. what's, what's your favorite tea? Okay. Mine is so easy. My, this has been my favorite tea for a really long time. I love jasmine green tea. Oh, I love you know, it. a special so jasmine much. green tea is great. Yes. And I love yours. I drink yours all the time. So another one I might recommend if you love that and, you know, let me know. I would love to send you some is the Sweet Magnolia Green. Mm. So just like jasmine green tea is naturally scented by layering that tea with layers of flowers and then the flowers Mm. are removed. The Sweet Magnolia Green is made from a green tea that's a little bit closer to a white tea. So it's actually a little bit fresher tea leaf and scented with an even slightly more kind of perfumed and exquisite kind of flower. I mean, I love jasmine as well, but the Sweet Magnolia is a real crowd favorite in our company right now. See, I didn't even know about that. That's why you are just a plethora (laughs) of tea knowledge. I love it so much. And Garth, where have you progressed since country time? Yes. So, um, and and I have to admit, I really did like country time. I mean, it was such a unique, right? I mean, it was, I I was what, eight years old or whatever, right? I can't say I've tried it. So I'm Um, going to go seek some out. I don't think you should. (laughs) So I, I would say you really... Um, if you were to die today, never having had country time, your life will still be complete. We don't need to put it on my tombstone. Yeah, you really don't need to. <laughs> so my morning tea is English breakfast, but nice. I mix in something like the blood orange smoothie. Mm. And, you and know, so what... I've heard people who do that. I've never actually tried it myself, but the blood orange smoothie with a black tea, that's a very... Yeah popular combo that's so cool so i usually depending on how much tea i'm making it, it's a, a three to one ratio so i'll do three parts english breakfast to one part blood orange or some other tea with a fruit spin to it like um, a little splash of country time yeah well it's 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 still because <laughs> of of my taste buds and um right. bitter flavors are really accentuated so by adding in some extra fruitiness it kind of helps take that away i'm just a you know a green tea in the afternoon drinker in terms of you know the english breakfast for some reason i only like to drink first thing in the morning and then after that i switch but you have to be careful with the caffeine in the afternoon with some yeah 
yeah, but that's so actually my... nice that he goes from a more caffeinated one to, you know, the green teas, some green teas are almost twice as caffeinated as others, and a lot are pretty lightly caffeinated. Yeah, I discovered that the bad way when I was out at a sushi restaurant, gosh, probably 20 years ago, and I was drinking drinking green tea like a fiend at dinner time and then right. wondered why at two o'clock in the morning i still wasn't asleep i know well wow. so uh, i i'm going to put a challenge out to our listeners if you are listening to this right now i'd like you to go ahead and put what your favorite tea is post it on instagram or twitter or one of dara or my facebook page we'd love to hear back from you yeah, um, tag the tea. Oh, I can't that. wait to see that. Yes, please tag us because I would love to see that. That's a yeah, great and, yeah. That well, means, and, and that would mean so much to us. Yeah. I, I, I will say, you know, like unfortunately, most people are listening, you know, to podcasts they're in their car or whatever. That's if right, you're driving, please don't please don't do this, you know. Um it's okay if you forget, but you know, do not put yourself at risk. If you're walking your dog or if you're doing something very casually around the house, yes, take a second. Mm -hmm. Take a picture of your tea and tag us. We'd love to see what you're drinking. Yeah, that would be so fun. Garth, do you have a napkin note for us today? You know, so I searched high and low for something that would even remotely be applicable to this conversation. And I'll be honest, there were no notes to Emma about tea. I did have one or two notes about coffee because as you know, Emma, as she became a middle teenager, really started enjoying coffee before school. And again, I don't think any one of them were particularly appropriate. But what I was thinking as I was, because I, I specifically wanted to ask the question about what our favorite teas were. You beat me to it. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about the, the blood orange smoothie tea. And if you look at it, it's very colorful. I mean, there's a lot of orange and deep reds, or I guess like rose petal type color reds. Yes. Yeah. And as I was looking at it, I thought this actually reminds me of a note that I wrote to Emma just the other day, mm -hmm. which is throw kindness around like confetti because mm -hmm. the blood orange smoothie, it really kind of looks like a grown up version of confetti. That's Ooh, beautiful. That. Thank you for sharing that. Well, Maria, yeah, your notes are oh. the best. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. I have to share. I stopped actually writing daily notes when Emma went to college last September. And instead I was writing notes kind of in bulk, you know, in between breaks. So if we were going to see her in three weeks, I wrote out 21 notes and that wasn't working for me. I wasn't getting that daily connection. I wasn't thinking about her in the morning the way that I used to. And I felt really unsettled. Mm. And so this semester I'm writing out about a week at a time, one a day. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and then I'm, and then I'm mailing them to her. I think that sounds good. That's a better way for you to do it. Just it from hearing you talk about this in the past, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that it's a much great. better and process. Even yeah. in this day and age of FaceTime and instant text messaging and all that, I think getting a letter from your parents when you yes. go off to school or you know go off and get married is such a precious gift. So <laughs> you know, just uh -huh. as those notes had been a wonderful daily gift. In her lunch, I think having them arrive to her school is just, yes, that's the perfect way to get them to her. Thank you. And and now at this point, there's some, I'm putting some pressure on myself. So it's like, okay, I generally write out a letter to her and include the notes. 
And then I have to like think about what else can I put in the box that's going to make her excited. So this last time I sent her a book, it was actually a, a signed book from Simon Sinek, Together is Better. And it's kind of written like a kid's book, but it's really about tea. You know what? I do need to send her some tea. There you go. I yeah. would be happy to help you in like that capacity. That. Yeah. So, <laughs> so talk about Maria, that. Maria, thank you so much for being here today. Please, everyone, check out theteaspot.com. Check out Maria's book, Cancer Hates Tea. All of these links will be in the show notes. But this is such a beautiful company, and we are honored to bring and introduce our listeners to The Tea Spot. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Oh, it's it's our pleasure. And it's really nice for us to be able to introduce things to our listeners that they might not necessarily have thought about. Or, you know, if again, if you're a coffee drinker and you're going to switch to tea or at least try it, we'd love to hear back from you. Shoot Dara or me a message, email, whatever. We'd love to hear back from you and hear the impact that tea has made on your life. Thanks for listening. Thrive is created with the hope that we help you develop motivation and inspiration to make your life remarkable. You can find out more about me at napkinnotesdad.com. I invite you to get my free audio download, Reclaim Your Life at crazyperfectlife.com with tips and tools to help you feel your best. It would mean so much to us if you shared this with your friends and family and left us a review on iTunes. Remember, you deserve to thrive. Thrive Podcast is copyrighted by Dara and Garth.